Hello and welcome to Guysy Radio. It's a, another podcast special and uh, today it's a, a virus-free discussion. We've all taken our Dettol um, and we're perfectly clear of all the horrible viruses. So uh, we're going to have a bit of a ramble, a bit of a discussion this time because we know this week the season is finished. But what we'd like to do here is have a good old speculate about how it should or will be decided. None of this actually reflects any of the position of uh, Guysy Football Club, just to make that absolutely clear. Just a bunch of frustrated fans looking forward to getting back to the football. Um, if you enjoy what you hear, which is probably unlikely, um, but if you do, um, do lend us a hand at the club. Uh, Pay It Forward is a great campaign that we've got going on um, for uh, you to be able to buy a season ticket, buy a match ticket before uh, the beginning of the next season. Uh, go to crowdfunder.co.uk, uh, go to uh, forward slash Geisley AFC, pay it, uh, pay it forward. Uh, you'll find all the details on the uh, website as well, guyseyafc.co.uk. Remember, for every 100 quid that we raise, we're going to be giving out match tickets to key workers, and I think so far we've already managed to get 85 or so um, out um, of, of the, the door for key workers for when we can all get back to what we love doing. Delighted today, this evening, this glorious sunny evening uh, that you've joined us. Um, so don't forget you can uh, join us on our chat room and you can lay into us and uh, share your opinions and thoughts as to it. We've also got, um, well, four uh, dubious, uh, the informed people, um, Tom Feeney, um, uh, Dave, uh, Dave Robertson, Nick, Keith, myself and Aidy, and we're all going to speculate and we all have a a, uh, a opinion uh, as to how we think it could be uh, resolved. Aidy's going to bring some real world sense. The rest of us are just going to be uh, slightly a bit uh, off beam, I suspect. Um, so, uh, hello guys, great to have you uh, along with us. Uh, Tom, how are you doing? Not too bad, thank you. How are you? Yeah, it's good to, good to have you along. Beer in your hand, I dare say. Dave, I know you will certainly have a beer in your hand. Uh, how are you getting on? I do indeed have a beer in my hand. Uh, the kids are about to go to bed, so everything is going okay. <laughs> Nick, how's isolation treating you? Yeah, I'm, I'm taking the sport anywhere I can get it at the moment. I'm just watching a, a really ferocious matchup between a cat and a chaffinch, <laughs> and uh, not sure how that's going to pan out yet. I don't think it'll go to penalties, though. <laughs> and and the uh, surviving and thriving? Uh, yes, surviving, and because I can't multitask, I'd love a beer in the hand, but but a beer and the phone wouldn't mix. I'll have to wait till we finish. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, it would lose its fizz, wouldn't it? Yeah, it did. Yeah. Okay, so the purpose of this is just for us all to uh, have a little bit of a conversation about, um, you know, what we think might happen. We know the season's been finished this week. Now, the man who's been most in the know of all of this has got to be uh, um, uh, Hong Kong Radio's Tom Feeney. Um, Tom, uh, you, you, you've got your uh, your idea, though, about how you'd like to see it settled. So none of this is actually anything to do with reality. Um, you've got a, a theory here or a proposal here which we've called points per game and merge the divisions. Go for it. Yeah, well, f first of all, um, I think anyone that's saying null and void should be the case is wrong. 
I, I thought that with step three to seven to me were far too far too gone in the season to to simply say right that's that's it nobody nobody's rewarded for nine months of of hard work so for me I would say first of all points per game which would mean that Kingsling Town would be promoted which means we wouldn't have to go to Norwich next year which did go into my thinking a little bit but you know that would be them up you'd have the likes of Wilston who'd go up from the National League South and then you'd have the big question of what would you do with the National League which if we're being honest you know recognises itself as the most professional league of non-league football in the National League system well what I would do is I would merge the National League with League Two. You'd cut down on a lot of the travelling that, that happens, which obviously would save on costs for the teams. And I know already a few clubs have said that that's a proposal that they they would like. So it's got a little bit of backing already. And to me, that would be a sensible way of cutting the costs down while rewarding a lot of teams that have had a good season so far. And basically ensuring that the teams, you know, aren't get kind of given an easy way out in terms of that null and void. And to me, that would be the, the most logical way of doing it while ensuring that teams are rewarded for all the hard work they've done. Yeah, interesting theory that, Tom, and very familiar to me, especially the second half of that particular uh, that, that, that particular idea that you've got there. Um, uh, we'll come to that. Um, OK, guys, what do you think? Dave, you start off with your feedback on Tom. It's a perfectly sensible idea, which is, of course, why I think they won't do it. Um, because, because, of course, uh, if you can, clubs are, across the nation now are going to be struggling for money, uh, trying to save money any way that they can. They've lost, what, nine, ten weeks' worth of income at, at this level and above, all the way up as far as League One. You've got Atkinson Stanley, for instance, saying, you know, they're, they're in danger of going under. Um, and we've already seen with Barry how easily it can happen. The reason I think it won't happen um, is basically in our travels and without wishing to slander anybody in particular, um, we have found chairmen to be a very strange bunch. Um, and certain chairmen, I think, would not want to forego the glamour of playing in football leagues, um, as, as they would see it, uh, for travelling to places down the bottom end of the National League, if you know what I mean. So. You know, the, the, the people up at the top of League Two um, may not want to deign to travel to clubs down at the bottom of League, uh, of currently the National League, if you know what I mean. So I, I, I can't see them voting for that, even though that makes sense, because it's an idea that benefits the many, not the few. I, I, I can't see them voting for any of our ideas, don't get me wrong. Um... <laughs> well, you, told, you told me this was legally binding. <laughs> no, I said it was legally risky. That's what I said. Okay, Nick, Nick, come on, let's come in. Let's have your feedback now. Well, I, I have a problem with uh, with the idea of points per game, and that's going to be the least popular view, I think. Um, but it ties it ties with what I'm going to say. My problem with points per game, or at least the problem I'm pretending to have with it, for the sake of making conversation, is that it, it's it's. Um, it's a way of predicting what would have happened in unplayed games. Um, and so I have, I have a problem with that by saying, look at the average of how you've done so far. Ignore the difficulty of what's coming next. Ignore 
whether you had more home or away games against higher or lower placed teams, we're going to say you would have done averagely well for the rest of your, your games in the season. And I'm not okay with that as a way of producing a league table. Okay, yeah, very concise and uh, considered uh, opinion. I particularly like the concise bit from you, Nick. Um, ah! uh, <laughs> AD, come on, lay into Tom. Put some real world perspective well, on this. I mean, I think the thing I'm going to find most striking in the next few words I'm going to speak is I actually agree with Nick. Um, I oh. think the <laughs> I think the I think the points per game thing um, is is fatally flawed on the basis that exactly what Nick says. If you look at the form we had coming coming into the the, the close down, if you look at who we'd already played and who we had left to play, um, the points per game thing, and whether we like it or not, people are going to vote with the interest of the clubs, their own club at heart. The points per game thing I think could could have disadvantaged us anyway, but I just think for the reasons that Nick says, I just think it's fundamentally flawed. I also um, have a concern and I agree with Dave on this, that um, knowing chairman as, as we all do, chair people, I, I simply can't see, I can't see, well, I, th- I think, I think the, the, the start point actually is what the, what the um, Premier League decide to do will colour what the EFL decide to do, which then colours everything else. So, um, I, I mean, I think, I think whatever we, I think you can argue in favour of almost, anything at the moment um but for me i'm not in favor of points per game okay right so we've uh, we've hammered that one out points per game don't know where it stands nick uh, dave rather what are they saying on the chat room what's uh, what, what's the feedback uh, at the minute uh, we've got alan uh alan thompson he he's the only one uh, who's mentioned anything so please get in touch mixlr.com forward slash guidely radio um, and his idea was, he, th- he said he thought Blythe had the right idea in the non-league paper at the weekend when they say they needed promotion and relegation, uh, and that the BBC have a piece on today where points per game would not make a great deal of difference. And that's that's probably right, actually, because in terms of Geisley's league position, it wouldn't make a great deal of difference. But where it would make a great deal of difference is between Kings Lynn and York um, at the moment, at, at the point that we stopped, York were in front, Kings Lynn just behind. Um, but Kingsley have a better points per game average. Uh, consequently, they would, on a points per game, go up, and that makes a big difference mm. on that one. Mm. Okay. Right, well, from the uh, sublime to the ridiculous now, I think, um, let's go into your idea, Dave. Lottery. So my idea, I do have an idea of some, some of the lottery. Um, there, there have been various ridiculous ways of, of uh, splitting football games across the years. You've got the coin toss that took place in the Euro 68 uh, semi-final between Italy and Soviet Union. It was a coin toss in the referee's dressing room at the end of a European Championship semi-final. It's absolutely unthinkable now. Um, and then uh, you, you, you also have things uh, like... Um, uh, I've forgotten how I'm going with this. Um, <laughs> put, put, put the beer down, Dave. Yeah, maybe. Um, the Ital- Italian 90, we're all familiar with Italian 90. And of course, in England's group, Ireland and Holland both uh, finished with um, uh, exact same goal difference and exact same points, requiring the drawing of lots. Uh, now, I could go into in, into where the drawing of lots has come from, but in, in, to keep it simple, basically, they had a, a draw with Sepp Blatter uh, and a lady called Monique, uh, who helped him out. Where Monique came from or what became of her, we don't know. Uh, but it's set blatter, so it's probably best not to ask too many questions. <laughs> you have two, two, ball, two bowls, uh, and Ireland and Holland were in one, and two and three were in another. And 
and, and that, that's how it was chosen. And it, it benefited Ireland greatly because they were drawn in second place and played Romania, and of course, famously went through. And Holland were drawn against West Germany and went out in the next round. Neither of those are particularly fair, but I have come up with a suggestion that's still a bit of a lottery, but is in the hands of the National League. So we're all familiar, are we not, even if we wouldn't admit it, with Eurovision and the voting system of Eurovision. A big fan, yes. <laughs> big fan, big fan, you have a daughter. So um, the, in Eurovision, every other country gets to vote on your country's song and they, they, they have to um, apply a point uh, to each country. So Britain, for example, will get 12 points down to somebody, then 10, then 8, and then 7 through 1. I'm suggesting that every National League club has a certain amount of points to give other clubs. You start off as we were when we stopped, and so, so Geisley can decide to give, I don't know, uh, it's Eurovision, if it's Eurovision, so it's generally your neighbour, so we'll give Bradford Park Avenue 12 points. There's no, no footballing logic to this. Then you give, um, the, I don't know, you, make, you might give Barsley 10 points. Uh, and might. Then, you know, we could, any, any, any club that you like uh, until you get one. And then everybody else gets point. Now, every club gets to do that. And at the end, we have a look and see what the table would be. Each club can decide itself between its own fans, maybe, or its own board or have it decides to do it. Um, how those points are, are spread out. So there's a bit of publicity to be had for them as well. So they can run a kind of vote for league blessings. They can uh, they can promote themselves amongst other clubs to try and get 12 points. Little backhanders and favours all going around all over the place. It would be fantastically be fantastically interesting, I think. You can do the whole thing in an afternoon on a Zoom call. The whole thing's sorted. We start again in August. And they can all do dance routine as well, couldn't they? Hey, if it helps, I will do a dance routine. A song for Geisley. A song for Geisley. <laughs> Can I have a pint of whatever Dave's drinking, please? <laughs> the worrying thing is, Dave's now being promoted to the FA. Um, yes. <laughs> okay, let, let's start the feedback on that one then. That's an interesting theory. Tom, go. Wow. Um... <laughs> Yeah, so um, D Dave didn't sound too convinced with his own idea until near the end. Although the idea of backhanders as well, I'm not 100% sure if the, the moral situation there, we could accept that. And and also what happens, because obviously the National League gets 75% of the vote compared to the North and South. So what happens there? No, no, I'm saying we do this league by league. So the other 22 teams in our league, whatever, I can't, I can't add up. But... <laughs> They all get they all get the same points, so it's a it's a communal effort. So yeah, no, I think you you were clear, Dave. I, it's just Tom clearly wasn't listening. Back of the class, Tom. Dover don't get to vote on us. Oh well, that is something. I mean, that is a, I'll put that in the positive column. It's the only positive from it. <laughs> okay, Nick, come in, come in, bring some sense to this. So this is the, the suggestion is football as a popularity contest. <laughs> <laughs> where the only thing that could modify that is whether you can bribe someone behind the scenes. That's the suggestion, right? I, I'm just saying, if it works for Eurovision, amazing. Do you know? Do you know? If I, I was going to rescue any idea, bit of this idea, and I don't, I don't think anyone ever will, um, it would be. 
in the situation where you've got teams like Kings Lynn and York, where points per game causes a problem, then uh, if your if your suggestion was get all the other clubs in the league to vote on which was the better team out of those two over the course of the season, then I would at least be able to see some internal logic to it. It'd still be a terrible idea, but at least we'd be able to say uh, Kings Lynn were better because we want to play York next year. <laughs> okay, yeah, go, oh, we'll go with that. Um, AD, uh, what's what's your uh, what's your feeling on the matter? Well, well, I've just been trying to think through all the clubs, you know, what I know about various clubs, and, and just on a rough straw poll of those clubs, I think Park Avenue just got promoted. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> where where would we finish, AD? Um, well, I mean, I, 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 I had us down as finishing exactly where we were, actually, but uh, <laughs> because we're not we're not very popular, but we're not alarmingly unpopular either. So, uh, and our backhanders maybe I don't know smaller than other people's backhanders, and so and so this this weird world continues. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, it, 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 this has been a this has been an enlightening discussion. I don't dislike it actually in a funny old way. No, no, I think it's kind of no. yeah, you know, it could make a good spectacle, a lockdown sort of. We're all at home <laughs> watching uh, on Zoom to see the the fate of the season. It's kind of you know a bit like settling it by FIFA, but of course we're not on FIFA, so we can't do that. So this is how we have to do it. And um, what does uh, what's the feedback? I see a couple of comments on the Mixlr chat. Uh, what's what's the feedback on there? Again, Alan, Alan's lesson is the only one chatting to <laughs> We salute um, Alan, you, Alan. I believe Alan is Scottish, isn't he? So, um, uh, of course, they're home of the unofficial world champions. So he's taken that tack. Uh, because we took uh, 10 points from the top two, of course, we beat York and Kingsland drew the other game, um, we should be champions. Makes sense. Simple as that. Yeah, yeah we, we that makes a lot Kingsland, of sense. And in our last game, we beat Kingsland, so champions. Okay, let's uh, move swiftly on because there's a man who's uh, concentrating on his forthcoming tea uh, being delivered to him and uh, I'd like to get his uh, view now. Uh, Nick, and your solution, lockdown. Well, I, I think the lower steps were massively premature announcing that there was going to be no promotion and relegation because if any league can get finished off, it will be the Premier League because if anyone can afford to quarantine all of the personnel needed for long enough to then organise some behind closed games, uh, behind closed doors games, it's that division. Now, if they finish their season, can you imagine a scenario where, where they're going to say the season is valid enough to crown a champion but it's not valid enough to relegate a team. So I think if they do anything to finish their season, they're going to end up relegating people. Um, and if they, if, if the championship receives a, a couple of teams from the Premier League, they're not going to want fixture congestion next year when they don't know what the future holds. They'll send some, some clubs up and then, then the sort of cascade effect would happen where if a team's been allowed to go up to the Premier League, then you're going to have to let a team up from League One into the Championship. So by the time that knocks down onto us, the National League is going to have to make a decision on how to create uh, a list of who's going up and down. And to be honest, I think probably we'll relegate from our division eventually in the end as well, 
um, and um, you know, and that'll get rid of some legal challenges coming from I think South Shields, isn't it? So y- you've got to come up with some way of producing a final league table. But here's my suggestion on how we do it: um, we do absolutely nothing and we just freeze it as it is. And um, it, and I, I, the reason that I say that is this is unprecedented. This this has never happened before in world history. Nobody knew this was coming. There wasn't a chance to plan and even up in advance. So you have to just say, all we can go on is what actually happened. And some teams will have played more than others. But we had a really mild winter. Games weren't getting called off in in big numbers in December and January and February. So if the teams played fewer games, it's probably because they already had a cup run. They probably had something good happen in their season already. You know, So in a weird sort of way, yeah, they're going to miss out a bit in the final league standings. Um, and this is the bit that I know is, 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 is you know, is is, uh, tri- is going to be tricky to defend. But this is the position I, I would take is I'd just say, do you know what? You had a good cup run. You got some extra prize money. There's no way of playing the extra games. You're just going to have to accept the, the points as they stand now uh, are where we finish the season. No guessing on uh, what would have happened in the future. No averaging it out on how you played before and projecting that forwards. Just say the table is as it is and we'll and we'll promote and relegate based on that wow well i mean you went with the defend the undefensible sort of uh, solution but, you, know, <laughs> you won me over a little bit there nick uh, tom what do you think well i've got to say just just while we've been talking um a player from york city has put a tweet out which is very similar to what nick's just said basically <laughs> we've got more points than kingsley so we deserve to go up so Maybe they're listening to this. I don't know. It has just come through in the last minute. So, but no, um, I mean, this is also, this was Wayne Rooney's idea, wasn't it? This this initial idea was, he basically said that, I think, I don't know where Derby are in the table, but he basically was like, oh yeah, if we just stop it there, we, we all, we all gain something out of it. So yeah, I mean, there's, a, there's an element of it that I agree with, but then, but then obviously, you know, Certain teams will have played a few games less. They might not be too happy that they kind of got financial ruin just because because of this situation. But that's where that's why if it had been a normal winter and we'd lost loads of games just to weather, then I would say yeah, it's totally unfair. You know, the northern teams will come off worse. Blah blah blah. But that isn't the case. It, it, it's more that teams have played other games in other competitions. They probably made a bit of money that way. Had some extra gates in. You know. Um, and we've played the games we've played. We can't invent the games that we haven't played. So, you know, we've got enough we were between like 30 and 35 games per team. That's enough data to go on to produce a rough table. Whoa, whoa. That's the best we can do in a pandemic. Whoa, 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 whoa. Who said you had a like right to reply, Nick? Eh? <laughs> eh? No, nobody else has. You're rewriting the rules for yourself. Eh? Yes, that isn't that the point of the game? Also, just to pick, to, to pick you up on one point, yeah, it was a mild winter. Say that to Tad Castor Albion, where their blooming ground was like washed out several times over. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, so <laughs> fair enough. An environmental downfall to your argument. Okay, Dave, pick on him. <laughs> well, I, I feel like Nick might be working for the lawyers here because I think if we do that, that there's not just South Shields. I know South Shields are starting legal proceedings, but. I think everybody will be reaching for the phone, won't they? They'll be, they'll be like, <laughs> money hand over fist here. Because, yes, OK, your, your mystery York player, Tom, says York has got 66 points, we should go up. But Kingsley have got two games in hand. Now, 
if, if none of this had happened, you'd have looked at that table and gone, ah, Kings Lynn have got a pretty decent chance of turning that around. Um, there's teams down there with even less games. You know, Gateshead are only on 31 games. Um, with two games behind as well. If we, the idea would only really hold water if everybody had played the same amount of game, which at our level hardly ever happens. Mm, okay, okay, convincing, uh, convincing rebuttal there. Um, uh, that was a, a response for you, Dave. I know you've had a couple of beers, so you might not have heard that quite clearly enough. Um, <laughs> but uh, Ad, come on, talk some sense here. Well, I mean, as ever, interesting to to, to, to hear. Uh, I mean, the start point of you know a pandemic, the things that everything's unprecedented, that there is a lockdown, um, et cetera, et cetera. Um, if I'm honest, I think, um, and without prejudicing what comes next from from my point of view, I I I I think that whatever we do or whatever we propose, and I appreciate this is light-hearted, but we're just really knitting fog here because. When people talk about all these solutions and also about potential legal action and this, that and the other, because of this situation where you've got three different bodies or four or five different um, associations and leagues involved in this, um, it's, it's very difficult to see how any legal challenge could possibly succeed anyway. And I'm with Dave in as much as I, I, I feel stronger that because people have played different numbers of games, um, that um, you know that has to be brought into the into the equation. Um, but I say I, I won't comment further until making the sort of my, my final comments, as it were. You've suddenly turned into sort of Judge Adi here in this whole discussion. I didn't realise it's going <laughs> to work like this, but uh, yeah. I'm kind of waiting for you to put on, you know, a black handkerchief on your uh, on, <laughs> on, on your head to uh, dispatch one of us. Um, okay. <laughs> Um, let's uh, let's uh, let's continue. Um, um, well, it's mine actually. Uh, green and lean is my uh, discussion. Um, so uh, my my idea is simply uh, it goes from the Premier League down. Uh, everything stops. Okay, we just we just write it all off. Uh, no relegations, promotions. However, I suggest that uh, the uh, the two from um, the Championship, which is the big money uh, bit, go up. So West Brom and Leeds go up into a Premier League twenty-two. Uh, the rest of the championship stays as it is. League One stays as it is. Uh, maybe Bury can recover and uh, go back up. Um, and then um, uh, in League Two, we do uh, the merge idea that Tom has of a North-South division. So uh, League Two North and League Two South. So all of the Fanarama national teams promoted and um, into the uh, into the uh, football league. And uh, we just as we are, but we move up a step. So we're just one league away from the football league uh, lean because and green because there's less traveling and also i'd also also just advocate another cost saving and environmental benefit here um which would be um games kick off at two o'clock in the winter um so you've got less traveling and also uh, 45 minutes less floodlight time um so uh, that's my proposal stop it all and reorganize the leagues and that <laughs> Really, just shocked you into silence. Okay, come on, Tom, pick me up on it. Well, I've, I've got to be honest. Obviously, the last part I completely agree with. Yeah, you still. So, yeah, but well, <laughs> I, I think I think we I think when an idea is that good, who actually has the copyright on it? I'm not, you know, I'm not 100 percent sure we can go down that avenue. But in terms of completely stopping it, I I can't see how that happens in terms of promoting the two teams from the championship what 
what then happens to the League One and League Two teams? That, are they rewarded as well, the ones that had the unassailable lead? But, I mean, the, the last part's good. I'll, I'll give you an A for the last part. Thank you very much. Go on, Dave. <laughs> so, no one goes up from League One. Nope. The Championship just starts two clubs two clubs short. Yep. So, Leeds, Leeds and West Brom leave it, and they, they start two clubs short. And then no one goes up from League One. Uh, and then the League One and League Two are rearranged into League Two North, League Two South. Yep. And the National League stays as it is. Uh, yeah, well, the National League North and South, they just move up a step, don't they? So you've got Vanarama National, League, so what, combining... League Two, and League Two becomes League Two uh, and Vanarama National Leagues merged together. So League One stays as it is. Yeah, League One stays as it is. Okay, it's not hard. Right? <laughs> National League joins and merges with League Two to become League Two North and League Two South. Right, okay. Yeah, okay. Okay, so now we've established you understand it. I think we'll move on from you critiquing it. You've got nothing more to add here, have you, Dave? Uh, Nick, go on, critique it. So this is this isn't really anything to do with how we end the season or resolve any of the problems from the pandemic at all, is it? This is just a like a Trojan horse to carry out some complete reorganisation of English football. Maybe. Because <laughs> if so, it's a really nice idea. I agree. We don't need five national divisions. We're not that we're not that big a country. And, and you know, it, it, it's uh, going to be an expensive few years going forward. And people aren't going to want to spend as much on traveling to the far end of the country for a midweek game. Um, I, I like all of that. I just uh, um, I'm not sure. If you're gonna if you're gonna do something like that, yeah, do it, do it, do it in a time of uh, pandemic when everyone is reorganising everything that they do in society at the moment. That I get that, but but I think you need to give the clubs a bit of something. You need to give them some closure for what just happened um, before before you do that. Uh, I don't I don't know exactly how, but if you're saying below League One, it's regional leagues, but they'll still be pro leagues and then semi pro leagues. Then, then, then that bit I actually quite like. Okay, AD, final thoughts? Um, I'm, I must confess, I, 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 I like the idea because um, it's almost a, a sort of a, a, a good time to hide bad news almost um, because the, the reality is that I think the North and South argument is a very strong one anyway. It's something we should be considering anyway because it just makes not only, as you say, green sense, it makes economic sense. And we also, your idea of kicking off at two, yippee. Um, so I think there's a whole lot of good ideas in there. Um, but uh, I just I just think that the situation we face, as I think is outlined by Nick, is so unprecedented that we are going to finish up doing something completely different. Okay. All right. So uh, we've had uh, any other comments then, Dave, on the chat room? Uh, uh, Alan, sorry, guys. The quality of the network is poor, so I need to drop off. I think that's quality. <laughs> Blaming the network uh, on the quality of this. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> um, if anybody's interested, if anybody's interested uh, in the Belarusian league, it's currently Neman nil, energetic BGU nil. Oh no! To, to be honest, <laughs> to be honest, I've been getting quite interested in the Belarusian league, which is you know something I never thought I'd start to say. At the <laughs> of the year. 
Well, well, Cole, you'll be interested to know that earlier today, Dinamo Minsk won 3-1 away at Smolovici. I am actually interested in that. I was hoping to avoid the scores <laughs> and watch the highlights later on. Um, okay, AD, I want to finish off with your uh, proper uh, perspective views uh, on this. So, so give us some real-world sense on this. Well, I think I think there's been an awful lot. Of, you know, you can make arguments for almost everything we've discussed except Dave's. Um, but um, but 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 I think the reality is, as as Nick says, um, we are in utterly unprecedented times, and um, I think the reality will be that things are going to get forced on us anyway. Because I would be absolutely amazed if we reach a point of starting again with every club intact. I mean, obviously, don't wish for that to happen, but I think from League 1 to all the way through our levels and below, the, the, the future of clubs is massively in doubt. So for me, um, the, well, two points, I suppose. One point is, as I said earlier, that the, the Premier League is separate from the Football League. The Football League is separate from the National League. They're all members' clubs and um, members' associations, club associations. And so how you get them to agree on anything is going to be really complex. Every player at our level is out of contract unless they're on two-year contracts next weekend anyway so if it were to start again who's playing anyway because they aren't your players anymore the national league haven't come up with the proposals yet anyway for for what the options are that some of the ones we've discussed i'm sure will come up but um my view is we we draw a line under, under the whole thing um want to get playing football again but we write the season off at every level from whether the prem does or not every other level just write the season off gives us a chance then to start again some somewhat timelessly perhaps in September maybe if things have improved by then and we're, we all just start again as we were uh, and hope that enough clubs survive to make it viable but I mean certainly as I said the, the, the reality is the National League haven't come up with proposals for us to vote on yet and also uh, they're waiting for the AFL to decide what they what they're going to which way they're going to jump but as I said the reality is for most clubs um Simply, the players are out of contract. So, you know, how how, how would people put teams on the pitch anyway? Um, so it's it's an incredibly um, difficult and sad situation. Uh, I'm sorry to sort of be a wet blanket here, but I think I think the reality is we should simply, you know, draw draw a line under the whole thing and hope we can get started as soon as we can. Mm, sobering thoughts, really. But um, you know, interesting as well. You're saying about clubs going out of. Uh, potentially going out of business because this is such a pr potentially prolonged issue. Um, yeah, I was thinking back, you know, during the, the Second World War, hardly any football clubs, uh, well, they suffered financially, but they all recovered. They were all, they were all back, weren't they, at the end of that? It just shows how uh, yeah, fragile our, 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 our football arrangements are, our club arrangements that not ours, but, you know, football in general is in terms of debt, in terms of... Well, it's, I mean, it's, I think, sorry, I don't think it should be me here, but, but yes. the reality is, yeah, there's a scary amount of debt. Uh, I mean, we already know from, um, well, clubs unnamed in the national division who want to get relegated simply because they can't afford to be at the level they're at. Um, you know, and we know equally, anecdotally, there are half a dozen clubs in our division already in desperate trouble. So, um, you know, it's, 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 a, it's a scary time. Um, and, and I mean, all I hope for is that football in a form gets underway again as soon as possible. So if, if I'm honest, I, I'm completely disinterested in promotion and relegation. I just want I just want everything to get underway with as many surviving clubs as possible. Yeah, fair thought. Um, Tom, what's your what's your reflection on what Adi's just said? 
Yeah, well, yeah, you know, agree with the vast majority of that. I think, I think the thing is that the National League system, we've kind of set that precedent, haven't they, by declaring step three to seven null and void and how that can then quite easily be replicated in the National League setting and potentially in League Two and League One. And, you know, may, maybe the Championship, I don't know the financial situation with those clubs, but again, you know, just kind of echoing AD's points so of, we just want to see as many clubs survive as possible, don't we? And you know, get back to get back to watching football as soon as. Yeah, thanks, Tom. Dave, final thoughts. I mean, I, I, I've still not given up on my Eurovision solution. <laughs> <laughs> you know, these are extraordinary times. Uh, to use that word again, unprecedented times. Uh, I think they're called for unprecedented solutions, but I think I think the main thing that it kind of um, it brings home how interconnected the world of football is more so than perhaps I think we realised before this. We're waiting basically, and it, it all comes from the top because what the Premier League decides will inform what the Football League decides, which in turn, as AD says, informs what the National League decides. There has to be some sort of consensus across the board, which I appreciate is probably so difficult as to be impossible um, and, and hopefully when, when all this is done and dusted and we have got back to playing football and hopefully with as many football clubs as, as, as we possibly can is that perhaps that's been made clear that um, that these local football clubs, that clubs like Geisley and, and, and Bradford Park Avenue and Farsley and, and, and local football clubs at National League North and below level are important to the communities that they, that they work with and maybe there can be a bit more top-down help going forward um, from, from, from up there. It, you know, maybe we can come together a bit more with, as National League, Football League, Premier League, whereas before it's been a bit... Uh, a bit top-heavy. It's a bit top-heavy and it's a bit... Um, uh, they're all sort of working against each other a little bit. They're sort of, you know, that, that lot with the Football League or that lot with the National League. You know, we're all in this... We are all in this together. <coughs> Yeah, well, the top-heavy is certainly a word I'd use to describe Geisy Radio. Um, good sentiments, <laughs> Dave. Um, Nick, final thoughts if you haven't gone for your meal? No, yeah, that's a per- perfect time to throw to me. I, I appreciate that, that uh, top-heavy reference. Um, there's, <laughs> there's no truly fair way of doing this, is there? There's nothing that is fair. The world isn't fair. We didn't choose any of what's happening. Um, and and I and I get ages, which is uh, if it's if it's a bit unfair on a team like us uh, to to uh, to lose all of our progress, you know, in a you know in a good season with a young team, and just lose that record, you know, how much more unfair would it be to promote or relegate a team based on games they never actually played or? or some sort of mathematical sort of way of pr- projecting, you know, it, it, there isn't, there isn't a fair thing you can do. My, my issue is, because I think I alluded that if any league can finish off, it'll be the Premier League because they have enough financial resources to concoct some sort of quarantine situation where they could knock a few games out over, a, over a long weekend or something. Or, um, or, or at least a good it, Eurovision song. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, so they, they, if we take that as the only league where anything could happen, then I, I definitely see the logic in saying, look, we're just going to have to pretend the rest of this 
never took place. We're just going to have to freeze it and, and let it go and admit that there's no way of finishing it or resolving it in a fair way. So we're just going to have to let it go. The problem with that is if the Premier League does try to go ahead, apart from the money, the reason we all know that they're trying to go ahead is because of Liverpool. And the, the sticking point would be, how do you agree to finish the season and crown a champion if you're not also willing to crown 20th place and therefore relegation. So if if the the Premier League and the Championship could cut a deal to stop the cascade there and say, we know it's not fair, but we're not going to relegate and we're not going to accept any teams coming up from the Championship, then that would be the, that would probably be the best of a bad job, wouldn't it? But if if those teams insist on being allowed up and some other teams have to go down to make way, then we'd be better off scrapping the Premier League as well and just letting it all go. And, uh, and coming back when we're in a position to, 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 to do it properly. OK, well, good summary. Aidy, your final thoughts? Well, I think Nick somebody up you know, nicely. I mean, Tom also. Um, I, I, think, I think, you know, it's it just simply the unprecedented times you're in mean that, as, as has been said, there are going to be you know, unprecedented decisions to be made. And uh, it's, I, think, I think Nick summed up that, that attempt to sort of put the jigsaw bits together there very well. So I think whatever happens, there's going to be um, people who are dissatisfied with it. I just, as I say, I just hope we're all here this time next year. Mm. I think we all hope that. Well, uh, thanks so much to you all for spending your time on this uh, discussion. It's been a bit of fun as well. And hopefully uh, for those of you who've uh, joined in or might listen to the um uh, podcast on SoundCloud. You've, uh, you've you've got a bit from it. Don't forget, uh, we're really uh, pleading. Well, uh, been really privileged to have uh, the generosity of people with the Pay It Forward Fund, um, helping the club keep going by buying a season ticket in advance. And you can, uh, if you haven't already been made aware of it, you can find it on our crowdfunder site. uk forward slash Geisley AFC Pay It Forward. Look up the uh, website, guysafc.co.uk, and remember that for every £100 we raise, we're going to be uh, issuing free match tickets to all those key workers who uh, are getting us through this particular time. But thanks again for tuning in, and uh, we'll be well, come up with something else for next week, I'm sure. Thanks again. Thanks again.